This is Dane. I am uh, recording now to discuss our upcoming game. I'm going to be with Mark next week. Uh, he's declared Neverborn, and I have declared Outcast, as I uh, typically do. Um, I will be, or the, the game uh, is Strategy Corrupted Ley Lines, and with a flank deployment, and the pool is Assassinate, Sabotage, Leave Your Mark, Research Mission, and Spread Them Out. So I'm going to talk just a little bit about my, um, how I go about crew selection, uh, specifically looking at this uh, this strategy and scheme pool. So I'm an outcast. Um, I play Victoria's, uh, probably as my main, Leviticus, Parker, Zip, and Daw. And so when I look at it, uh, when I think about crew selection, the first thing I look at generally is I look at the strategy and I think about which of my crews would be most successful at that strategy. Um, specifically corrupted ley lines, thinking about you need a lot of movements, you need to get certain places. Um, the Some of the easier options here would be would be Victoria's. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good at Victoria's. I have a really good handle on them. I played the most games with them. I know how, how speedy they are and they can be very dangerous in corrupted ley lines. Looking at the pool itself for them, uh, they don't excel at research mission because they don't really drop any extra markers. I mean, I could take in someone like uh, Rusty Alice or Mad Dog uh, for some additional marker placement, but it's not. Uh, I tend to play mostly in keyword um, for thematic purposes. Although I will occasionally uh, go out uh, of keyword for some uh, and pay the tax. Versatiles I'll tend to use maybe one to two each game as well. So looking at this pool, I think um, Victoria's you know could be decent at, at assassinate and certainly anything that's. Uh, requires positioning on the board to drop schemes like sabotage or spread them out would be decent. So Victoria's would be a reasonable option for this particular game. Um, looking at my other crews, Leviticus uh, and the Amalgamation crew, the Corrupted Ley Line is certainly decent. They've got uh, some real speed in the form of the Ashes and Dust. Um, he can basically ignore terrain. He's got a very fast move. And when you combine that with some of the other amalgam options like the scavenger, uh, giving him fast, for example, uh, you can really zip that thing around the board pretty quick. Um, Assassinate's not bad for the amalgamation keyword. They're very killy, uh, so that's really no problem. You can do research mission. They do have uh, Alice in keyword for some uh, additional uh, marker drop if need be. Uh, so this is a fairly good, decent pool for Leviticus. I'm looking at things like spread them out or sabotage. It would be perfect for something like the Necropunks or um, everyone's favorite outcast scheme runner, the Midnight Stalker. So, I mean, Leviticus, I think, could easily handle this crew, this uh, this one as well. Thinking about some crews that might have a bit of a challenge, uh, Daw, the Tormented keyword. I tend to play Daw. Uh, within Outcast, my son likes to play Da in in um, Resers, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take this from a strictly Outcast uh, perspective. Um, I mean, any of the Outcast crews can function decently in sort of a scheme heavy uh, or a, a marker heavy pool uh, because of the potential to bring Midnight Stalker. But in general, uh, something like Corrupted Ley Lines, Da's crew isn't really built for speed, unless you count in things like their, their teleportation tricks, they're on your heels. Um, but when you're carrying a lodestone, that stuff doesn't really work. 
So it wouldn't be my my first option, although I think they, they could do well in some of the schemes like assassinate and uh, and leave your mark where you're trying to get into the middle and kind of hold it. Um, the other thing I think about looking at the scheme pool is how readily are they going to be able to to play defense here? So I'm looking at a whole bunch of scheme markery schemes, and the DAW pool doesn't really have any great way of removing scheme markers easily. Uh, neither do the Victorias, um, and really, uh, off the top of my head, I'm can't, I can't think of the amalgamation crew would be super great at that. Um, Zip is always good into any pool, really. Uh, to be honest with you, he's fast. He's got a lot. Of, he's sort of built for denial, and uh, so I think Zip could work well here. Um, he can be fairly hard to assassinate, so that would work in his favor. But the other thing I often take into consideration when I'm choosing my next crew to play for the week uh, is actually, I like to cycle between my five crews. I don't tend to play more than two games in a row with any single crew. So I also think about what crews haven't I played recently. And I think this might be a good opportunity to get Bandit back to the table, uh, Parker and his crew. Looking at this list, Corrupted Ley Lines, I've taken Parker into every strategy before, and he, he does decently. Um, he's got a lot of a lot of uh, built-in marker removal, which can definitely help with the uh, the scheme pool here for defense. Um, using their marker removal that gives them fast, so that is really not a problem with getting someone around the board to do the Corrupted Ley Lines strategy. So I think I'm going to take um, Parker for this one. Now that I've had a chance to look at um, Master Reveal, so it looks like Mark is going to play Lucius uh, into Neverborn, basically. And I'm going to be playing Parker as an outcast. So I'm going to give you some thoughts on just looking at the Lucius keyword. Uh, sort of some initial takes here. So I've actually never played as or against Lucius in either Guild or Neverborn. And sort of looking at the cards here, I think Bandit into the Elite Mimic Crew is going to be fairly interesting. So as I look at the what the Elite keyword does, trying to get, my, get a handle on what I'm about to face uh, next week, what I notice is a couple things. So they've got... I guess the first thing I would I would say is this crew looks like they would be a nightmare to actually keep track of. There seems to be a lot of bookkeeping going on, um, tons of auras, uh, just a lot of nonsense that it would be kind of a headache initially. But I can see how as you play this keyword over and over again and you sort of got a hang of, of how it plays, you'd be able to spend less, less cognitive uh, energy keeping track of all this stuff. And, and they seem like they could be really fun and, and versatile. Um, Lucius Matheson, I'll start with him. So he's got fairly low defense, but he does have that um, ex always excellent serene continence, giving him a negative, giving the opposing player uh, a negative to their duels targeting him. Um, and he's got Arcane Reservoir, which is always freaking awesome. He himself um, doesn't look, other than sort of serene continence, doesn't look like he is particularly durable. Um, if you can get up into him, and assuming you have any cards left in your hand by the time you are, are there, he seems like you'd be able to take him down pretty quickly. Um, although looking at the back of his card, his abilities look pretty nasty. Um, 
this crew is built around looks like drawing cards for them and just attacking your hand, mimicking your models things. Uh, so this could be this could be really interesting. There, the keyword itself seems to drop a lot of a lot of scheme markers, uh, as does the bandit keyword. So I anticipate there's going to be scheme markers all over the place here, uh, which might benefit me as the bandit player, given I can use a bunch of those a bunch of those uh, scheme markers for fast on many of my keyword models. Um, I my initial assumption was that. Lucius would be a big obey keyword, but it looks like he's mostly obeying his own models, which is good for efficiency. You can really get those guys out where he wants them and may help with, with board positioning. Um, so I don't have to worry necessarily about, about my models being obeyed per se, although I think uh, one of these guys does it, maybe the investigator, oh, uh, oh the guild lawyer. So thinking about that, um, you know, thinking about target selection, I might have to knock out some of these some of these lower level MOOCs first and then try to get into, into Lucius as fast as I can. The Generally the keyword has lots of different abilities to give you negatives on your attack against them. Some of them have manipulative, uh, a lot of them have the intimidating authority to discard a card uh, to give you a duel or a negative on your duel. Um, Parker into this isn't too bad though because a lot of his models in the keyword have built-in positive flips will essentially negate that fact. So I think um, I'll be in a good position to get around that. Now the problem will be all these all these stupid auras he's got going on. Uh, different diversion aura from Alan Reed. Um, there's some uh, auras to make it difficult for you to cheat cards. Um, so that'll be sort of interesting. It's gonna be really a lot more spatial than I think I'm used to playing with Mark because I have to deal with way more auras. It's not just the model and where the model's at, it's also considering the aura that's built in around them. Some of them, um, you know, Mark's gotten pretty used to me playing outcasts, and so he knows to expect uh, guns coming in blazing. And of course, Parker and the bandit keyword are no different. And so <clears throat> there's some built-in defensive tech here with some of these guys on the elite mimic key, uh, crew where they have things like disguise and, um, stealth so it might be hard to target them from six inches away, more than six inches away or i may not get the benefit out of my run and gun by charging and shooting um so this should be an interesting game i think it's going to be for me more about um sort of early target selection to remove some of those key models that are most disruptive to what i need to do um and really utilizing all the scheme marker drop uh, to either uh, generate fast on my models or use Parker to cash out and, and get a bunch of soul stones. But this, this could be very interesting, and I see how, uh, how Lucius is, uh, uh, can be really fun to play, assuming you can get past the headache of micromanaging all those models and their different auras and, and abilities. I want to take a chance to talk a little bit about a philosophy about crew selection uh, for any given any given pool of strategy. You know, I mentioned that I, I, I look at things like, you know, the strategy first and what keywords seem to be, you know, excel at that or which keywords don't seem to excel at that. And then I look at the pool and think about sort of an you know, ability to succeed at those things and defend against those things. But more than just the kind of strats and schemes involved, I think there's other things that go into, into crew selection 
that are probably less about the game uh, and a little bit more about just the types of things one and one enjoys about uh, a tabletop miniatures game or skirmish game like like Malifaux. So um, when I play games, I really enjoy the the story that is told um, as the game progresses. I really enjoy games that that tell stories. I enjoy storytelling games such as role playing games, and that's I think one of the things that really drew me towards um, towards playing my first uh, tabletop war game, uh, which is Malifo, is that the miniatures themselves uh, really evoke an interesting story. As opposed to some other larger scale war games, um, Malifo is really more of a skirmish game. And so most of the models have, you know, have a specific name, they have a specific backstory. And when I choose my crews, in my head, uh, I sort of, think a little bit about what story are am I about to tell here? What story is going to, is going to commence. And sometimes I have a, a certain thing in mind and sometimes you get to the table and something just happens, crazy card flips and the story just, um, just emerges from the, from the flips. Um, I know Mark and I played before uh, we had a game of Ma Tucket versus the Victoria's. And one of the things that sort of came out of the game was that was that um, Ma Tucket was after Barbaros. He wanted to do a shotgun wedding um, because uh, Barbaros had impregnated one of her uh, one of her kin. Just stupid stuff like that that just comes out as you're just jawing at the table while you play. So one, so because of the, the way I think about the game and the things I enjoy about the game, that storytelling aspect, when I, when I choose my crew, I tend to stick pretty deeply in keyword. I'll take some versatiles, but I, I so rarely stray uh, into paying that, that soulstone tax to take out of keyword models. And I mean, that's probably uh, a bit of a hindrance on my end. I know Mark really in, does a lot of list building and tends to take models out of keyword pretty regularly. So I wouldn't be surprised if this week he's coming at me with Lucius and I end up seeing, you know, two mature Nephilim in there for God knows what reason. And that's really fine. And, you know, the, the models has different abilities and those things can really be beneficial even outside of keyword. But for me, unless I'm, I'm choosing a very specific model out of keyword, it can really break my immersion when I look at my crew. So let's say I'm playing Victoria's and all of a sudden I've got a big desolation engine in there. Uh, it just really seems uh, to not, kind of not match the, uh, the mercenary keyword aesthetic. And I have a hard time in my mind wrapping around how this would have even happened. The next thing to think about when I think about my crew building philosophy is I take a look at the at the strat and schemes. And I, I don't just take models that I think look cool or would be fun to play, but I, I like to have all my models in that crew for that specific game. I like to make sure they have a, a specific task or tasks in mind. Uh, and this way, it keeps me focused on the end result, which is I need to be scoring points. And I may be scoring points by attrition and killing enemy models. 
I may be scoring points by, you know, doing schemes or filling out the strat. I may be sort of scoring points by simply denying points from my opponent, but I need to know what my model is supposed to be doing so that I can use the precious uh, AP they have to get that job done. So when I'm thinking about something like, let's say, corrupted ley lines, you know, the, your, your first thing you're going to think about is who's going to be my lodestone model. And it may be someone who's fast. It may be someone who's, you know, fast, who's got um, incorporeal. They can go through models or terrain. Um, and so that's kind of the first thing you think about. But there's other layers to this. So besides having just a simple, a single fast model, you have to consider the fact that, you know, maybe putting all your eggs in one basket may not be the best option. What if that scheme runner or strat runner gets killed? Uh, what's your backup plan? And so maybe you build in redundancies or maybe you don't plan on a single model running the lodestone the entire scheme. Uh, maybe your specific plan is, well, I need this guy to get here. And then by the time he's there, I could have repositioned some people so we can toss the lodestone um, to somewhere else. And that that's probably a higher level way of playing the strategy, specifically for corrupted ley lines, um, because it's it's harder to take you out. You know, losing losing a model isn't going to completely negate all your point scoring for that particular strategy. Um, sometimes you choose a model not for any specific uh, work that needs to be done in regards to scoring points, but maybe you just need a, a beater to get up in there with the goal of them dying, but tying up enough of your opponent's resources in cards and soul stones, um, in AP, most importantly, that maybe you lose that model turn one or early turn two, but if, if the opponent was spending a ton of time beating on that model and not getting in a position to score the points they need later, um, they may have done all the work you needed them to do. Uh, Mark in particular is, is really good at doing this to me. He'll throw models in my face um, in part to maybe bait me or in part to prevent me from doing things I need to do. Specifically, uh, he's developed a really excellent strategy when we do um, not public enemies, um, recover evidence where I'll have a pile of corpses, but he keeps, he keeps throwing his models on top of the, of the, uh, strategy markers, uh, or, or at least engaging my models. So I can't interact to pick them up. So I could, I could lay waste to his entire crew and score no points on recover evidence because he keeps throwing a model in there and preventing me from interacting to pick them up. So that's another thing to consider with models is don't necessarily be too tied to them. If their job is to die, but they die well, well, this is Sparta. Uh, 